Welcome to the first podcast of 2019. Um, this week, we recorded the live Q&A and talk we did on the Facebook group. So we just recorded that for you. Um, it's pretty raw and, and, and live. But we went over subjects such as what to prioritise at the start of the year, going through Jan and Feb as a PT in regards to your business Um Limiting beliefs that you might have that are holding you back, how to manage clients. We did a, went off a few tangents, um, went into depth on some pieces, but about 35 minutes. Um, we'll be picking that back straight back up on a, a weekly basis from from this week. So uh, look out for the new, new podcast coming and uh, also the guests that we'll be having on over the, over the coming weeks and months. So enjoy. <laughs> I think uh, it was something we touched on the last two weeks, really. It's it's putting things in place so you filter the right people in. Um, and, you know, even if you're, like, if you're at a stage of your business where you're just starting out, you will grab anything that kind of comes your way in regards to business. But I think if you can put some things in place to uh, understand the person a little bit better before they kick off with you or... If, uh, especially like you said, around expectations and that highly driven, um, inspired person, I wouldn't say motivated because motivated is a little bit different. I think, I think they're inspired at this time of year. People are, aren't they? Because it's it's kind of a fresh slate. It's the beginning of the year. Um, there's no kind of they haven't got time or or probably more so money to kind of go out as they as they have done over the past kind of month. So I think they're more inspired and more inclined to be driven to do the stuff, to be coming into the gym. But I think, like you said, managing their expectations just as a trainer at this time of the year needs to manage their expectations, I think it's important to kind of have that in sync with how you bring people into your business and how you set them up. Yeah, I agree, like, I think the big point we really need to nail down is like there is still that obviously talking about too much, but that reactive culture like it's January, February, I'm expecting to get clients. Um like and like you just said that's not different to a, a member coming to the gym off the back of. Um 
it just being this time of year and that this time of year has triggered them. Mm. Um, so I think I keep, I'll come back to what I said before. I, I think that PC has to come in with some kind of plan, some kind of goals of what they want to achieve in the first quarter or in the first six months of the year. Um, and then that will help manage expectations of what habits they need to instill to go and do that instead mm. of feeling overwhelmed and constantly chasing your own backside. Um, and that might even be simple as like sitting down, because I know loads of PTs like, God, I was on a conversation with David PT that I worked with the fitness first 13 years ago. And he was like, I haven't sat down and done any type of goal setting or business plan for years. Um, so even sitting down and doing like a break-even goal and a profit goal and going, right, okay, what's the difference in sessions? Where do them sessions go in my week? Um, where works best for me? And then having a plan going into the first quarter of how and when and what you're going to do to fill them sessions um, with some kind of marketing, whether it's online or offline. Um, I think that will help you then, or any personal trainer, to be able to feel less overwhelmed, feel less stressed, feel like they're getting somewhere instead of just being constantly reactive. Um, and in that process, they're probably going to start to enjoy that as well instead of just be constantly on that wheel of, I put a post out about this a bit ago about that expectation of, oh, we're going to get new members, but they're going to leave anyway, so what's the point? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent, mate. I, I, it was something that I guess not delivering to PTs for about um, five weeks or whatever it was, and then having a couple of hundred over the last couple of weeks. You know, it, one of the main things I it came back on me was kind of that that self limiting belief, like of no, they can't. This no, that won't happen. No, this won't do. That can't be that way this can't do that um and it's just and the thing and the crazy thing is is that it's like well you know your response to that would be well okay so why oh but it, it's just the way it is and i think it's one of the things where it's fine having that type of it's absolutely fine and perfectly normal to have that type of thought process and mindset but the key thing here is that it's only going to stop you and that particular person that's thinking that from getting what they want. I mean, it's as simple as that. It's like it's like having a client come in and, and thinking, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this, I can't do that, and having no flexion on that thought process whatsoever. It, it, you as a PT would be like, oh, Christ, what's the point? And it... it it's those kind of thoughts and, and limiting beliefs and that really, really stops, like you were just saying there, that that potential of being more proactive and being less reactive and changing things and, you know, trying to improve and moving forward. It's just you can forget about all the types of systems and strategies and all that other shit if you're constantly convincing yourself it can't be done or you're branding every single person in the gym through one or two experiences, you're absolutely screwed for the next year. Aren't you? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I know where you're going with that, isn't it? I'll tell you, I, I was dead honest with my group. I think it was just today when I had Pure Lifestyle. And I was like, I'm going to be dead honest with you. Like, when I first come into this industry, if if Fitness First would have positioned something like a Pure Lifestyle to me, I would have been like, well, people are going to go to that instead of buying personal training. So why would I do that instead of personal training? Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then the only people who are going to come up your life so who can't afford your personal training, well, that's, 
was complete bullshit. I, I was just one of them PTs with a fixed mindset. Um, and I was dead honest with them. And I said, the way they need to see it over time now is that, like, for that situation, these people are expressing their interest and they need so they need help. Mm. They need help by joining the gym. They need help by joining Pure Lifestyle, by going to the class, by joining your induction. They need help. They just don't have that perceived level of value to pay two hundred forty pounds to five hundred pound a month here. Um, and the only way you're going to get that is to manage your expectations. Like I've just come back to and gone right. Well, this is who you're getting. Um, it might be an entry level, and that might be classes or your Pure Lifestyle that appeals to them first, which then eventually is going to close the gap if you give a shit. Um, but the only way you're going to improve your confidence and self-belief, like what you just said, is to raise awareness and go out and help and support mm. people with solutions. And I know we say it quite a lot, but I think we just need to constantly constantly go over it purely because at this time of year, PTs do sit back and wait because they expect it. And it will, and it, you know, to a certain degree... Of course, you're going to get a little bit more interest this time of year. Of course, you will. You know, absolutely. But you know, is that going to fix the long long term goal? Is that going to fix the long term challenges that you're having in your business now? So, okay, like this month might be cool. Next month might be pretty decent. What are you, what are you going to do in June and July and August? And this is the reason why I thought this was quite a good topic to kind of bring up is it's not particularly what to do. It's not really particularly what to do because there's a million and different million and one different tools and strategies and ways that you can go about deliver, you know, gaining a client from hard sales to indirect to putting them into a little bit of a funnel to using social to setting up activities to whatever it is. But at the end of the day, like if you're, you know, at the beginning of the course courses, we've been going through common issues, haven't we? Common issues that PTs face, and they've all matched up with what the group has been saying. Now, continuing to do the same thing over and over again, um, and expecting the same result is—it's as crazy as a—it's a, as crazy as the members that people moan about that come in and do the same shit every day and don't see any results. Yeah, and to back that up, it's, I always get PTs corrupting and saying, oh man, I said he visited the course about a year ago or any of the courses, oh, and I've picked up a shitload of clients over the last year or so, and then I've lost them just before Christmas. Mm. Um, and I've really struggled to find the structure, confidence to go out there and find them again. Um, they haven't said confidence, but they, they just don't know where to start mm. because initially they took most of them clients on reactively so they never had a process to get clients mm. so off the back of it they have a, a lack in confidence knowing that they've now got to go out there and find them otherwise the business is on its ass um, and that's a big problem and it's a big problem it's why so many PCs leave the industry because they don't have that habit and again I'm probably going to plug your lifestyle again it's why it's why it helps with improving confidence doesn't it because yeah. you're going to get all of them sources and them resources should I say into clubs and um, and if you're a PC, you can't avoid it over the next two or three weeks. He's there to support you. And if anything, I'd be using it as character building for myself to get used to speaking to people I don't know. Um, understand that people who come in at this point in the year are not motivated. They they struggle to change any type of behaviours in a consistent way. So I need to put things in their face um, of how I can help them with that. Um, so yeah, I, it blows my mind that we still have to talk about this. I probably would have talked about it five or ten years ago as well, but 
Um, yeah, and something you touched on a minute ago is managing, because you're going to get a shitload of people reactively. It's how, how, would, how you manage that, isn't it? So, like, if I'm going to get, let's say, loads of people coming up to me after my classes because they're like, my classes are inquiring about PT, people are speaking to me on social media, like, this, then I'm not going to turn them clients down because I need the money to pay the bills, and that's 100% true. But what would you say regards to how would you manage that reactive kind of way? You know what? There's got to be an element of there's got to be an element of um, just doing it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. Because unless you have yeah, the, ex- I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying don't. I'm not no, saying don't. No, no, but, but even unless you have that experience, it's like anything, isn't it? It's like. Unless you go through something, you're not going to have value in that experience of needing or wanting to change. And I guess that that's quite an important thing to do. But I guess I guess if I'm sitting there and I've got clients on board and I'm happy because, you know, the first two weeks of the of, of Jan has been good and everybody's motivated and blah, blah, blah. You know, unless you kind of put these things in place, then this will this will and is going to happen and i think that it's not don't take them on it's more of a a perspective and being proactive about setting them up in the right way and using that motivation maybe you know because people will want to come into the gym more this time of year won't they you know and that's fine and don't hold your clients back from doing that but really pick out maybe some really really one or two really key things that you're going to keep them accountable to so that when that frequency drops off a little bit, you've still got something there um, to keep them driven and to make them feel like they've been successful. And that's going to almost give the biggest bang for the buck um, as possible. So when they regress backwards, which is going to happen, you know, they're not regressing so far back in regards to what they want to achieve that they're going to bugger off in a couple of weeks. So I think, and again, it comes back to like just taking your time and making sure that the things that you know that are affecting their progression and their results, you're really homing in on. In in essence, all the shit outside that goes on outside of the PT session. Yeah, because the easy stuff is them getting them to come to the gym. It's the stuff that then lets them down that doesn't see progress. They don't have the back of it. They'll start to cancel sessions, turn up late, and then send them that. Send you that magic WhatsApp text to say they're not coming back um, a few weeks later. Um, no, I agree. So, uh, like at this point, they're coming into your business. They're reactive. Um, you just say kind of you have to take them on, and you I agree with that. Um, you know the common problem. It depends on the market you want to work with, but you know the common problems that people have to to develop and sustain good habits and so on. So, like, they struggle to be accountable to nutrition. They struggle to adhere to coming to the gym and so on. They, they struggle to, to increase activity away from the gym. You know you're going to get people with them issues, especially as they fall out of them new habits and this new routine. Mm. Um, but for me, this comes back to, again, at the very start, as much as, like you said, you need to manage your expectations, you need to manage their expectations of are the hours that you filled them with appropriate for them for the next three months? 
because they'll probably need it. Like that small detail will go a long way. Mm. Like have they because they'll come in wanting to go, I don't know, balls to the wall and lose weight because it's new year, new me, they've gone through a break or whatever, then they might have had to change their lives to fit personal training into it and that we know when that doesn't happen, like it doesn't continue, it doesn't stay. Um, so little things like that I'd be picking up on. It'd also be little things like the, the usual triggers that would normally take them off track. So like if you really got to know them and that, I don't know, a Friday night out after work has become a regular thing, then that's fine. It's how letting them know how to manage that process. Um, you know the type, this is what's frustrating, and I say the same things to managers. That, like we say, you know the type of personal trainers coming into your business off six-week course and experience and so on. It's the exact same thing as the client. Mm. You know the client's going to come in at this point of the year with high motivation, all the will in the world to want to go and change. Um, but sometimes they have to be reined in and give them some structure and routine to make them feel better that this year is not going to be just another year for them. And don't get me wrong, some people will. Like I'm talking now as if they're going to want to sustain this program or to sustain these results. But some people will want to come in and just blast it for the first four to six weeks, get shredded, and then sod off and crack on on their own, and then they might come back again. And that's also fine, depending on if that's what you want in your business. Mm. I agree. Um, Another thing that I wanted to talk about because we talked about it this week, um, and, it, and it's just appropriate to what I've just said, is that just because someone pays, like you've said this in the past, actually, when someone pays you for personal training, they they will instantly feel better about that situation, which in some cases can drop levels of motivation. And mm. um, and the reason why I'm bringing that up is you're going to get more of them at this time of year, probably than any yeah. other time of year. Um, and you need to recognize that from the off. Like they paid you, that's their solution, their new year, new me, and that type of stuff. Um, and they might still, if you look at the Haiti change, and they might still be, they might have took action, for example. But they will go back and they will terminate that behavior. They will then go back through pre-contemplating it and then contemplating it again and then they'll act on it again. It's how can you manage that process so it doesn't become an absolute ball ache for you, but also it helps them with some kind of structure again and routine that, yes, they're going to go in and out of them processes, but how can they sustain it and still just carry on and crack on? And there is easy fixes, do you know what I mean? There is easy fixes, like normally someone wants to completely change their life to do this um, when they don't have to, and we know that. And that's becoming more common knowledge, and especially if you're going to be working with people who, at this time of year, want to lose a hell of a lot of weight. Like there's some, you've got single tools that are huge that they don't even recognise, like just moving more away from the gym. But like you just said, that's something that people do struggle with. Yeah, I think I think it's 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 clear, isn't it? So if you break it down, when th- with things like that, and I agree one hundred percent, it's when you change something, you lose something. So even though you're going to gain doing this positive thing, it's probably maybe not enjoyable at the start, but you're also then going to lose something, aren't you? So for example, if it means um, if you go to the gym more, you're losing time doing something else with the family, with the kids, with your friends, chilling out, relaxing, what, whatever, you know, going out, whatever it is, you, you've gained something, but you've also lost something. And that's what people have a, 
a confliction over constantly and not and it's it's an obvious thing to say but people aren't aware of it are they they're not aware no, of yeah i was just about to say the self-awareness mm. factor in both of this for the pc and the climate is huge mm, mm. and it's i guess what you can start to think about doing is is it's easy to assume that you, you for your client to know that okay they have to come to the gym more yeah they probably know that they have to maybe be a bit more self-aware and make different choices or substitutions within their diet and their lifestyle etc that's all a given like people aren't stupid they know that right but i think if you lay it down in regards to okay so these are when you know and understand the person's lifestyle and what their struggles are and you can lay down like what the behavioral costs of that change is and then weigh it up against, right, okay, so you're going to gain this, but you're going to lose that. How do you feel about that? Well, I'm okay in the short term, but long term, that's going to be important to me maybe. More important maybe is the summer, you know, as the days get lighter or whatever it is. Okay, so the, the important thing to do now is to let's be aware of it now. Let's have a short-term goal of, you know, uh, prioritizing this for the moment to get you get you going, and then let's look at maintaining that through pulling that back through input inputting this or doing this different activity or blah blah blah. So I think it's really key to point that out. Whenever you change, whenever you gain something, you're going to lose something. And generally, the when you lose something in your lifestyle, you like it and you're used to it. And so it's probably not a very pleasant thing to lose or think about losing. Yeah. And do you know what's a good point that relates back to what you just said? It's that podcast that you brought up here, Danny Lennon's podcast the other day. Mm. Um, I only listened to half of it, although I did catch it the first time. I only listened to half of it the other day in the car. And he talks about how potentially when you're when you're looking to get someone to change regards to think about it more so in a triangle. So if, if, for example, someone wants to get stronger, but they also want to lose weight and they also want to improve their health. If the factor for a short period of time is um, getting shredded for a holiday, then we're going to have to forget about getting stronger for the time being. We're going to forget about health because we're going to look to lose fat. Mm. And sometimes, and it's similar to what you just said, um, and it's the same conversation of, isn't it, when someone comes to you and goes, um, I want to get shredded and keep as much muscle as I can, or put muscle on and keep and so on, and then come to that types of conversations. Mm. And then you have to say the same things, and it's the same for them, isn't it? It's like currently that you could potentially look at their life in them three triangles and go right, okay. Well, over the next kind of three to six months, you're probably going to lean towards more activity, better nutrition choices, um, coming to the gym more. But that's going to improve health. What's going to probably go on to the back burner a little bit is maybe your social life is, yeah. I mean, is and it, you're investing in yourself and so on. So, yeah, I just thought it was a good kind of visual to relate to what you just said. Yeah, it's decent, um, that, wasn't it? People need to listen to that podcast because it's absolutely immense. Yeah, it's brilliant, um, isn't it? Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Has anyone commented? A um, few, few thumbs up. Dan Barrett, I've seen Dan Barrett taking he's saying you go James Mons one in line just seen that I'll put the pun. It's fucking funny. Oh brilliant. Uh, okay. okay. Any, anything else you want to kind of go for it? Um what about I think what would be handy to leave it on is some like back office tips to help them through 
throughout this month. So if they get really, really busy, how can they handle that um, automation, organisation, stuff like that? Yeah, uh, really easy. Um, it, it first of all, it comes down to it comes down to prioritising your schedule. Because you could say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this. But unless you lock that time in to sit down in a, a you know, in a productive environment, that's kind of the key thing, you know, where you're not, where that takes priority, then you ain't going to do fuck all. So I think it's, I, I think it's important now to kind of nail down that schedule, give yourself adequate time to prioritise sitting down and working through stuff. Um and then very, very simply, I would – you could almost look at it as a bit of a SWOT analysis of your back back of house stuff, couldn't you? You know, I, you know I'm brilliant. At, I, I really enjoy – because you'll do what you enjoy first. So if you buzz about writing programs, you're probably going to be nailing that. But then not actually looking after and understanding your finances, you're probably going to – you might not enjoy that. And so you're not going to spend time on that too much. So I would first of all look at what am I strong at, what am I weak at, um, and then really start to prioritise. Well, okay, if I'm strong at this and this takes me less time, then let's make sure we get the shit stuff that I don't enjoy doing out of the way first. Um, I think the second thing you can do is reach out to either you or me and ask for. We send templates to all new PTs, but if you want some templates. For, or, I don't know, organising your time or finances or anything like that, give us a shout and we can send them through. Um, but I guess the top one is invest in software, I would say. Invest in software and out basically outsource the shit you don't like to do so it's quicker and easier and automated as much as possible. Um, yeah, I, I would 100% say that. You, you know what it's like. You can spend frigging hours pissing around on. We do, don't we? Spend hours pissing around on Excel. Um, where if I can get this program and pay a couple of quid a month to do it, and it's automated, I'd do that. Definitely. Yeah. What What would you get as your main kind of automated online software? So obviously we know my PC oven. I've only just started using it myself, so I know it takes a bit of time to get used to it. Yeah. You've got a lack of time, it might be tough for the start, but you do get used to it. If I can fucking use it, anyone can. Um, it's true, isn't it? Mm. Um, and then I'd say, from a, an email point of view, I'd say MailChimp. Um, from yeah. a finance point of view, I'd say probably something like QuickQuids or what was yeah. the other one we used to tell people to get? No, not QuickQuids, that's a loan company. Um, no, no. QuickBooks. What's it called? QuickBooks, that's it. QuickBooks. Um, what's the other one? Free agent. Free agent. Uh, yeah, free agent. So free agent and QuickBooks. I've put some links on here on the feed on the on the group before. Um, okay. Anything else? No, I, I genuinely wouldn't. I'm going to tell you what people need. I'm going to show you actually. Oh, got some. This is what people need. Ben Edwards, what's the name of the podcast? Ben, it's if you scroll down, mate, you'll find you'll um, you'll find it. It's um, Sigma Nutrition by Danny Lennon, and it's episode uh, two hundred and fifty-four. Mm. 
well, but through Pooh, uh, what do you need to make sure we're close? Organize your life. God. Oh, that frigging book. Look, organize your life. Where's mine? Why didn't you order me one? Hey, the fucking dare do these 22 quid. Jay Bowler as well wanted one. In fact, quite a few slid into my DMs asking for one of these. No, I'm asking you a question. Where's mine? Get on Amazon, get on Amazon, order one, send it to Telford, send it to Telford, so I can, um, Christian, but throughout this period, what you, what do you need to do to make sure clients keep faith when they're overmoted at the moment? Yeah, so, um, if you need to find the eyes, me, motivation, where it is at that point, yeah. if I want it. Um, so what I mean by that is, in fact, I'm contradicting myself a little bit here because um, I said sometimes you've got to rein it in and stuff. Um, I don't mean in a case of reining in that they don't want to do everything all or nothing at once. You've, just, you've got to rein it in with your business structure. So what I mean by that is if you're if someone comes to you and says, I want to lose X amount of weight and so on, we know that's irrelevant, the weight on the scale's not coming to lose too strong, they're coming to lose weight because of XYZ. Now, if they're really, really motivated to do it, it doesn't mean to say that they still don't need to be with you for a longer period of time. Mm. So what I mean by having bring them in, I mean most people coming into a pure gym this time of year will probably need a minimum of three months, and we talk about this all the time. But what I would do is one hundred percent meet their motivation higher, and if that means Let's get more steps out, let's get more gym sessions in, and let's take calories a little bit lower than I normally would and work on percentages of body weight instead of just maybe throwing 500 calories at them. And yeah, I'd push them at this stage and then slow it down and adjust accordingly for when they would normally fall off track. Yeah, right. I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good point. I think it's compounding what we said earlier about picking out one or two, one, you know, two or three things that they're going to be competent and they can keep as the kind of stuff that is going to give them the biggest return. Do you know what I mean? And to back this up, like you look at a, such an easy win from a competency and accountability point of view is getting people to measure their activity away from the gym mm. because they can physically, because they see that they can achieve that. So if they're averaging 4,000 steps a day um, when they do a bit of self-audit before they come in, <clears throat> um, and then you set a barrier of, I don't know, depending on the person, how much do you want to lose and the process and the structure. But you set a barrier at the average of 10,000, for example. They can control that. And when they hit that, they can physically measure it, see it. They can get better at it. And off the back of that, that will definitely improve motivation. Mm. It's like getting someone to do the first pull-up, isn't it? And then after that, they just want to do loads. And after the press-up, they want to do loads. Yeah. As soon as they achieve that, this is why I say meet motivation high. Because if we can get more out of them at an early stage, you'll get more buy-in. And then that three-month contract you might be in will definitely improve to six months because you've got results for them. Um, and the majority of people will the majority of people will struggle to sustain and sustain accountable. And that's where you come in as a PT to help structure that. Um, and another thing that's ticking around in the head and we're going off on a tangent is like with that process in my head, I've just sort of had a female client, I've met motivation high, deducting calories probably more than I would do the average person. 
activity is higher, the gym sessions are good, we push in, the casino improving. We monitor after a month, we've seen huge improvements. And then I might then rein it in and go, right, okay, um, social situations are starting to creep up, so I'm going to go, right, slow this down a little bit. I might even put a maintenance phase in a little bit to get them mm. feel used to being in a maintenance phase. I think that's something that gets overlooked by a lot of PCs. I think um, it's important to kind of highlight that as well, that you might go through, let's, you know, quote a diet phase uh, and, a, and a maintenance phase. I think it's important to, because people will look at potentially being with you as just this downward, consistent, progressive weight loss and, you know, constantly. And I guess when, and it comes back to managing the expectations, doesn't it? And when that does start to kind of plateau, however, however way they're measuring their success, then that's when they start to regress back and don't, don't start to stop. Stop having value in doing the things that you're advising and programming them, etc., and that just spirals downwards, doesn't it? So I think it's 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 the same. It's the behavior. It's the same what we talked about: the behavioural cost, the, the the expectations, managing that. But through that, understanding the person more before you prescribing them, or even letting them prescribe what they're going to do. If that makes sense. Yeah, um, I always knew I was doing the right thing with a client by stalling, putting them into a maintenance phase, by them kicking off at me. Mm. So they're like, no, I don't want to do because their relationship with it was like, I don't want to stall, I'll go backwards or anything like that. Um, I can't afford to do it. And then what that will do is it will give them a better relationship with themselves long term and it will also give them a better relationship with diet and managing diet and adherence and so on. Mm. I think it's so important to even talk about that maintenance phase and when you potentially might bring it in at certain points, even at the very, very start, mm. so people can get used to it. And the way you sell that to people is like, I don't want you to be with me forever, but I do want you to be able to manage this whole weight loss thing on your own and you get hit brick walls, so this is how you will manage it. Mm. Um, and that will help so many people. And this is why I say, like I've just mentioned three months, but most people need to be with you six months, in my opinion, minimum. Yeah, I um, think general, I think general, the client's, on a whole that we have in our gyms, I think uh, I think to bring around like bring around realistic, sustainable changes that, like you said, the key thing is that they know and they are comfortable and confident on how to manage life basically and still kind of uh, maintain or achieve or uh, yeah. be comfortable with going up and down maybe a little bit. That's what. I was just about to say, like, you more or less need to say to people at the start, the whole bubble of sustainable changes is like, it's huge at the minute, isn't it? Jesus Christ, it's what we sell off pure lifestyle, but for most people, it's not sustainable. For us PTs and as coaches, what we try and achieve sometimes isn't sustainable. We will take a couple of steps back and then we'll go forward again and we'll pulse what we do throughout the year because we know how to do that. They don't, and that's the difference. So when they stall and go backwards, that's them. Mm-hmm. I'll start again in January. So you need to manage that and go, right, at some point, I'm going to stop you, put you in maintenance. You might put a bit of weight back on, but that's okay, because then we're going to show you how to pulse it again and go again. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's a huge thing for, for coaches to get their head around. Definitely, definitely. Come on, any more questions? No. Nope. Right, well, first one back, all right. Um, should we wrap it up and do another one one day? Yeah, it seemed really short, but it was about 40 minutes, so yeah. Yeah, we smashed a lot out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll do on Monday, guys. Same time ish, but I'll I'll post it up. So, all right, but see you tomorrow. You know, uh, you'll have to come on first in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Do this. yeah. So, all right. All right, lad.
Sarah.